You're listening to Women Making Waves. Now, I'm really not sure if you're going to be enthused by this idea, but here goes. Charlotte Payne is doing a PhD on the potential environmental health and socioeconomic impacts of an increased demand for edible insects. There seem to be a lot more insect companies springing up can provide an alternative to meat. And meat is something that is really destroying the environment at the moment. Some kids will just be so enthusiastic, fascinated and excited and wanting to try them and wanting to eat them. I even heard of a cricket milkshake once. Oh. <laughs> Crickets sort of hidden in amongst the Oreos. You ask people about the insects they eat and they respond with great smiles and offers of going out to collect insects with them, offers of cooking them for you. Charlotte Payne is doing a PhD on the potential environmental health and socioeconomic impacts of an increased demand for edible insects. Charlotte has just been awarded one of the Vice-Chancellor's Public Engagement with Research Awards from Cambridge University for her work around edible insects. Charlotte, what gave you the idea to do your PhD, or in fact to study in the first place, the subject of eating insects? I guess it all goes back to when I was an undergraduate at Cambridge and I was studying chimpanzees, wild chimpanzees. Now there's something that we can all relate to. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a lot of fun. (laughs) And as we were following chimpanzees around, we saw them eating lots of insects. And this was something that I thought was really interesting and particularly in the context of actually lots of people eating insects in that part of the world as well. Mm -hmm. And I started to read up about it and realised that it's not only an incredibly sort of deep-rooted culture that I think has been around with humanity and also our closest living ancestors for millions of years, but also it's really something that's fascinating. It can help with breaking down cultural barriers between people, I think, in the same way that all foodstuffs can. But particularly, it was that actually... There is such potential for insects as a food source that can not only break down these barriers, but also can provide an alternative to meat. And meat is something that is really destroying the environment at the moment, the production of meat. You're absolutely right. Too many cows, trees being knocked down, all of that kind of thing. Now, many people, certainly in the UK, they they recoil in horror. And and I am probably one of them, as we said off air before we started this, that the idea of eating an insect is really an increased demand for edible insects, do you think? Can you see this spreading? I've seen it spreading in the last seven or eight years since I first started getting interested in this, yes. It really? Seems to, yeah, there seem to be a lot more insect companies springing up all over places like Europe and also North America and Canada. And there's a lot more interest in this in both the research field and in the business field. Are they powdering them down so that we can't really see what they look like? Some people are certainly taking that approach, yeah. So um, I even heard of a cricket milkshake once. Oh. <laughs> Crickets sort of hidden in amongst the Oreos, um, which, which is one approach. But I think that well, a lot of the fun comes from finding out about the, the whole insects that can be eaten and the ways in which they can be prepared in a way that actually celebrates the taste of the insect rather than hiding them. That's something that I was reading about, actually. That there's a whole new set of flavours out there that come from insects. I'm assuming you eat insects yourself when you have yes, nothing tried else quite in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> when Tesco's is out of stuff. <laughs> so do you like them? Yes, not all of them. <laughs> which, which are your favourite insects to eat? Um, giant hornets. 
would certainly be up there. I, I was reading something you'd written about giant hornets and we'll put a link to this article actually because it is absolutely brilliant. You were in Japan, I think, were yes. you? Yeah. And you went on a trail looking for hornets and you were dressed up in a great big, huge, quite canvas outfit. Yes. Because, of course, they're really lethal, aren't they? Um, yes, well, certainly. They, <laughs> I've never actually been stung by one myself, but I've seen the results of stings. And I did have, they got some venom in my eyes once, which was incredibly painful. Really? So, yes, I think that, um, yeah, they're responsible for about 40 deaths a year in Japan. And I believe that even if you're not allergic to bee or wasp stings, because of the amount of venom they discharge and the way that they're incredibly aggressive, so if one comes at you, others will be attracted by the pheromones it secretes and come at you as well as a sort of combined effort to fight the enemy. So they can be really frightening, yeah. <laughs> and they're quite big as well, aren't they? These yes, hornets? they're huge, yeah. Ugh. But you went hunting hornets. Tell us about that day. Well, I've, d- I've done it lots of times, actually. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, okay. I was there for two years, so we went on quite a few trips. Um, but the very first time was, that was interesting because I didn't really expect to be scared, to be honest. I thought it was going to be fascinating and exciting and exhilarating, but I didn't expect the amount of fear I would feel when we eventually like got to the nest and started digging into it and all the hornets just rose up and were completely beating me like they were I don't know it was like having lots of miniature fighter pilots sort of hitting into your hitting the um, protective clothing and the protective clothing itself was homemade so (laughs) you know we'd layered up with duct tape and things but it was difficult to know how far it could be trusted so yeah that was quite exciting. Well, you've written it really, really well. And as I say, we'll put a link to that article. And I would highly recommend that you read it. Split into two, that article, isn't it? And I'd highly recommend that you read both parts of it because it makes a really, really good read. Does it cause hilarity among your friends, the fact that you that you eat? <laughs> that you're just um, topic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And it's had, it, it's interesting because sometimes I'll be invited somewhere and I'll turn up just, you know, with a bottle of wine or something, and they'll say, why haven't you bought any insects? And people will be genuinely disappointed. I, no one asked. <laughs> but if, if I'm asked, I do try to bring them. Oh, you do? What, you and go then to the garden does... and dig them up? Or... <laughs> no, I have quite, I mean, particularly because I work in parts of the world where people collect huge quantities of the insects and dry mm. them or preserve them in other ways. I usually bring some back with me from trips so that I can share them with people here. great (laughs) now on a serious note do you plan um, to work in this sphere when you've completed your PhD I am keen to continue in this field I'm particularly keen to continue looking at insects and agricultural systems and insects in particularly tropical parts of the world because that's where I think there's a lot of potential for maybe potentially helping with livelihoods in developing countries Mm -hmm. and but also in really producing insects in an environmentally friendly and sustainable way. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like a way forward. And I'm sure that although at the moment, you know, half the world would recoil in horror, I suspect in a hundred years time or or maybe shorter, that that will become a part of the sustainable diet. I have this feeling that that would be so. <laughs> you look worried about Sorry, that. I, I, <laughs> I was just relieved that I'm not going to live forever to see the day, really. <laughs> but you know what? It's interesting because... When I've done work in schools with insects, the reaction of children is very malleable. So although you get a few, and I don't mean malleable in that I'm trying to change it, it's more sort of I'll bring out insects. And some kids will just be so enthusiastic, fascinated and excited and wanting to try them and wanting to eat them. And 
if it's the more kind of vocal kids that have that attitude, you sort of see the whole group suddenly get really excited and try the insects as well. So I think it's something that can be celebrated and can be a lot of fun. And if it's approached in that way, it's actually it's a really positive way of looking forward. But of course, if it's approached in the, oh no, are we going to have to eat bugs? <laughs> I'm probably far too old to change my ways now. I can't see the thing. odd cricket passing, passing my lips. But I do appreciate, actually, that I can see, I mean, I'm, I'm vegetarian almost. Not totally, but almost vegetarian. And I can see that we are worried about even the dairy industry you know we're, we're worried about all of these industries and the damage that they cause the environment yeah so i can see that this although in its own way probably would grow to such an extent that it too would it would in the end be a danger to the environment i guess so that's the problem and i think that's something that concerns me a bit when i see things like for example the cricket milkshake that we were talking about earlier because that is not replacing the burger that goes with the milkshake that's simply a novelty add-on yeah. that means we get more protein, which we don't really need anyway. We've got quite a lot of protein in our diets. And is actually almost going to just add to the environmental destruction or also seem like a solution for people, like an easy solution. But the easy solution isn't to eat insects. The solution that's going to work isn't just to eat insects, but is to combine that with really cutting down meat and dairy intake and relying a lot more on plants and plant-based protein as well. I love the fact that people who are working in this sphere are called entrepreneurs. <laughs> I thought that was a, that's a brilliant title. Yeah, <laughs> or I read that somewhere anyway. And I think I think that's that's absolutely brilliant. Is it this uh, this sphere that's made you travel? Because I noticed from your writings that you've been travelling a lot. We mentioned Japan, but you've been to other places as well, Burkina Faso, and I think yep. it looks like you've been to lots of places. Is that all to do with the, the insect? Uh, <laughs> um, actually, <stuff>. yes. Insects. <laughs> Firstly, it began with chimpanzees, but yes, insects have taken me to a lot of places, a lot of exciting and interesting places. And everywhere I go where people traditionally eat insects there's something that's celebrated so it's a really wonderful thing to go and try and do research on because you arrive and whether it be japan rural japan or rural burkina faso or rural mexico you ask people about the insects they eat and they respond with great smiles and offers of going out to collect insects with them, offers of cooking them for you. And yeah, it's, it's a joy to do. Do they know that we're kind of going, you know, as, as a race over here, the Europeans, we're all a bit kind of, ooh, not, not, not too sure about that. Do they know that or, or do they just think it's normal that everybody would be eating insects? Well, it's something that a lot of people talk about, actually, not just in terms of um, people in Europe, but actually in urban areas, urban centres in those countries as well. So again, in Japan and in Burkina Faso and Zimbabwe, you get people worried about the increasing attitude of urbanites, which is very similar to the attitude you're describing, which mm -hmm. is, oh, well, these, you know, those are just sort of countryside people doing things that we don't think of, you know, it's not modern. People are quite worried about that because they're worried that it might, it might lead to a loss of a lot of indigenous knowledge about the insects. And also it's a loss of appreciation of something that's been quite, well, an important part of food culture in those parts of the world. Yes, it will be, I suppose. It will have gone back through the generations and from father to son, mother to doctor, they'll be taught how to find them and how to cook them. Yeah. And in Japan, you actually had to learn Japanese or you wanted to learn Japanese, presumably. Yes, yeah, I learned Japanese on a Daiwa Anglo-Japanese scholarship just after I graduated um, from Cambridge. 
and yeah, I was. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun. I can imagine. Are, are you pretty proficient in Japanese? I'm terrible now compared to what I was. I try to keep it up, so I try to stay in contact with people in Japan. But yeah, it, it's hard. I'm always keen on opportunities to go back there and do some more work there. I can imagine. Thank you very much, Charlotte Payne, for joining us today and telling us all about insects. Fascinating, fascinating subject. <laughs> so now we're just off to have some lunch. Is it going to be a wasp? Is it going to be a grasshopper? Well, you know, there's a lot of wasps around this year, so... There's no stopping Might. this woman. <laughs> Thank you very much, Charlotte. <laughs> I loved the piece where she said there's been an increased demand for insect eating and especially the cricket milkshake. Now that <laughs> yes, just sort of... She didn't approve of that, you see, because what she was saying is that's a bit gimmicky. And she's right. She said that's not replacing the meat on the plate. Mm, that's true. That's a gimmick. Whereas what she's talking about is is eating insects in a way that will actually replace your steak or your, your meat, your pork and so on. It just reminds me of Let Me Get, it, get Me Out of Here. Uh, it's not something that would appeal to me, as you heard me saying in the interview. Maybe, though, it's because... I'm too old to get my mind around the whole thing and I'm not used to it in my culture. I mean, obviously, if you're brought up eating, you know, moths and things, then, you know, I dare say you'll find it fine. How many people in the UK have been brought up eating (laughs) insects? (laughs) Probably not that many, actually. Probably just Charlotte. Well, I don't think Charlotte was brought up eating insects. (laughs) I think she just found it an interesting topic, you know. Um, she was, as she said, she was working with chimpanzees to begin with. Oh, okay. So, um, but you said that when you were doing the interview, you were scared that she might bring in some insects. I did. I did confide that to you um, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I was slightly worried that she'd what because it was lunchtime actually that <laughs> I spoke to her, and I had just had this this weird feeling that she might, you know, prefer something and go, "Would you like to try that?" And of course, I was thinking, "Oh no, I'm going to have to say no. I'm vegetarian. Thank you very much." <laughs> Which it's a kind of am. You're listening to Women Making Waves. 